Okay, it's the Chicago Bears. Dan Hampton, an Arkansas Razorback, played as a Chicago Bears defensive tackle from 79 to 90. Elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 02. Ed Obradovich. The U of I, L.I. and I drafted to the Bears in 1962. Part of the NFL Championship team of 1963. Glenn Kozlowski. The BYU Cougar, who played six years on the Bears, specializing in special teams and wide receiver. Mark Carmen. You, Mark Carmen. Yeah. You're just a sexy young guy that doesn't know a, a damn thing. Welcome to the Hamp and OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN. Say it loud, say it proud. The Chicago Bears are the division champs for the first time since 2010, 24-17. They beat the Green Bay Packers. The Bears Woo-hoo! are the Bears are 10 and 4. 10 and 4. Matt Nagy has the most wins for a first-year rookie head coach since George Hallis in 1920. And uh, Aaron, <laughs> that's almost a hundred years. Is that not incredible? Oh, that's amazing. Ten wins, and uh, he was not his best today, but uh, somehow, some way, the Bears got it done. What have you been saying? Oh, be something about a magical year. What I've been saying it all year, and and again, you saw it again today. But first of all, congratulations to the Chicago Bears, to the ownership, to management, front office, coaches, players especially to the fans, most important. My Lord, we finally we finally done something. Okay? We won the North Division. And 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 we and 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 we won it at home. The most important game was a couple of weeks ago against the Vikings at home. Yep. And the Bears met the challenge. They met the challenge. What a great win. Now today, again, you met the challenge again. Although Green Bay, it's not, Green Bay isn't what Green Bay used to be. That's for damn sure. They weren't there today. But I really don't give a diddly damn. I'm <laughs> going to tell you this. Congratulations again to the Bears and all the fans. Damn it, you did it. Now guess what? Super Bowl. That's all you talk about. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, OB, I, and I said this all week, is, this is not going to be easy. The Wicked Witch... Aaron Rodgers coming to town. He had won uh, what the last eight trips to Soldier Field, counting the playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying this was not what it was on paper. You just got to go out and do it, even though it looks like oh we got the number one ranked defense and the Packers aren't what they used to be. With 12 minutes to go, it was all tied 14 14. And you know what? We were able to find ways to put the Packers away late in the game. But more importantly, you know, again, kudos. Nagy, and you know, we're, we're the first ones to tell you that his accomplishments are very, very great. But it wasn't a perfect day. We're not going to sugarcoat it. But at the end of the day, a win's a win. And we have talked about this for years. Mark Carmen, yeah, you know, the sexy guy that no, doesn't know a damn thing. Let me tell you what this means. You're division champs. It's been eight years since we could say we won anything. Finally, finally. And all you Bear fans, it, 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 it couldn't happen for a nicer fan base. And as you've said this many times, Ob, the greatest fans in America finally have something to be proud of. Absolutely, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's have a little hooting and a little hollering, a little fun tonight. But don't go too crazy. You know, we've got two more games to go, 
and we got to hopefully get through those games, win them, and get some have that momentum, keep going, and certainly worry about injuries. And by the way, that Eddie Jackson, yeah, that's trouble. I've been around around long enough, folks. When I see him go down, and the way he went down, folks, that is a serious injury. That is that will be a serious injury. I'll guarantee you. You know, he walked on. Uh, I hope uh, the hell it's a- not, but. I've seen that before. Yeah, and you know what? I, I've seen it too, where guys get up and walk under their own power, and he made it to the locker room under his own power. But still, those little ligaments at the backside of the knee, boy, I tell you what, it, it may not be good. They're, they're absolutely. Good. I could go back with Gail Sayers. God love Gail Sayers. I'll tell you what. When he got hurt with Kermit Alexander from the San Francisco 49ers right there in, in Wrigley Field, it was just a simple end run. He tried leaping over him. He, he just, Kermit Alexander just nicked him. And that same kind of movement, the way he fell and everything, that's the same thing as Gale. Did Gale come back? Yes, he did. He was 90%, never 100%, but he was, a, he was phenomenal. So that's the reason why I'm saying you got to watch out for those injuries because they can be bad. Okay, let's get down to the brass tacks. You know, and OB, uh, a lot of fans, and we'll get it on the, uh, you know, Twitter and uh, text and all this. We're not the biggest Trubisky fans, but you know what? Let me tell you something. What was it, five weeks ago when the Vikings came to town? He outplayed Kirk Cousins. He did. And there, w- there was a reason why we won that game. And then he had two games against the highest-paid quarterback in football, Matt Stafford. He outplayed, you know, Matt Stafford here in Chicago – and that was one of the reasons why we won the game. Well, last week, he outplayed one of the hottest quarterbacks in football, Jared Goff. Jared Goff had to play against our defense, had a horrid night. But in some strange way, he was able to play enough of a better game where we were able to win. And then today, guess what? He outplayed Aaron Rodgers. Wait, wait a minute. Let me tell you He outplayed something. Aaron Rodgers today. Well, and, then, hey, and we're going to talk about it. And you know what? A lot. Of, they, I'll tell you this. I'm no Packer fan, and I'm no Packer apologist, but those idiots, they fired the wrong guy. They should have fired the defensive coordinator and the special teams coach if they wanted to fire somebody. But I, I'm just saying, today, Trubisky, 120.4 quarterback rating. I know it's all in the stats, all in the numbers, but he outplayed Aaron Rodgers today. Hey, what happened today, again, is our defense showed up again. Absolutely. Total dominance. Okay? Total dominance. Our defensive line, our linebackers, our defensive backs, uptight, pressing, running with them. I mean, folks, you don't get this all the time. This is a defense that is maybe, I don't know, just like uh, Patrick Mahomes. You're a one-in-a-20-year player. The Bears defense in 85. Arguably the greatest team never played a game. Arguably the greatest defense to ever played a game. A lot of people say they were the best. But I'll tell you what, this defense, our record, we owe to our defense. And Vic Fangio, make no mistake about that. That's, that's not even open for debate. But I will tell you what, they, what Nagy has done with this kid Trubisky, because of his situation, his problem with accuracy, we go dink, dunk, slash trick and that's he tried his tricks again today and he does every week something new to try to come up with something that's it folks hey, believe it or not let me let me tell you how good this defense is folks and and I'm listening to a guy talk next to me here who was on 
arguably one of the great defenses of all time. But this defense has gave the Bears a chance to be leading at halftime in every game all year. Bingo. All 14 games. Now, they've averaged allowing six points or less at halftime eight different times. That is incredible. And you know what? Even incompetent quarterbacks can win games when you have that kind of a performance by the defense. Not only do they keep keep you in the game, they give you opportunity after opportunity to win it. Well, here, the, 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 the main drive, they went down and put seven up. To go up what twenty one fourteen? Yes, they did. I'll tell you what. How they get down? How they get down the field? Well, that was penalties, and you know what? Hey. Penalties against the Packers took them all the way down the field. Two PIs and one on the punt return, and at the end of the day, that's the Packers causing those problems, not the Bears. And so, hey, it's and the magic continues. And by hook or crook, Mark Carmen, the Bears win the division. Ten well, again, the word the word for this team, it's. Magical, and I will not back down from it, and I will say it. And again, it was magical again today. Things that really could have turned real bad for him, all of a sudden a bounce here, a fump, or whatever, or something, whatever. The idiot punter us... punched it right to Cohen, just going straight up the field. I mean, guys, got to be a moron. And and this is what's going on. You know what? Let's take it. Let's let's run with it. Let's enjoy it. We're the NFC North champs. Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. Too bad. Sit down. 24-17. Bears over the Packers. The Bears are 10-4. and They got two games left. We got the Niners and then the Minnesota Vikings and then the playoffs. You're welcome to join the conversation. 312-981-7200. You know, I, I got a question. If yeah. Let's say we went out. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're 12-4. and Right. Can't happen. As far as home field. If that's, that's what, what I'm asking. Would we... I mean, it's possible. Not unless the other two teams collapse. Well, right. They do have a win over the Rams, so if the Rams collapse and get to four losses, then the Bears would have the tiebreaker there. It's going to be highly unlikely. So so more often than not, we're going to... We're going to be the three seed, and we're going to play one of the dregs of the NFC. The sixth seed right now, it's just falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. It doesn't mean that they couldn't play a great game that day, but they're going to have a home game... And they'll be playing the worst team in the playoffs. That's the most likely scenario right now. We would be playing, not the number one seed. We'd be playing the worst team. Is that usually how it goes? Wait, well, we the one and two will get a bye first week. Okay. We'll, we'll play one of the wild, the worst wild card team at home. The worst okay. of the two wild cards. Okay. And, and right now it could be the Vikings, and it could be Seattle, and both of those are you know to be determined. But at the end of the day, both of those teams are not without certain you know issues that could give us problems. The, the Bears. Let are, me tell you what. Before we go, for, yeah, the Vikings we will handle. If if it's the Vikings, we will handle the Vikings. If it's Seattle, they got a quarterback that can give you some real heartaches. Okay, you talk about our quarterback being able to run. Take a look at that kid up in Seattle. They're a little more formidable offense. They strike the field. They go down the field. They got running people. 
They, they got a pretty good football team. Everybody counted out Seattle too early in the year. The Seahawks have had an amazing season uh, for what at least was expected of them. But we, we can get into the playoff scenarios coming up here. 312-981-7200. We'll bring Kaz into the conversation next. And hey, Bears fans, enter for your chance to win two spots on the all-inclusive Bears fan trip to Cancun at chicagotribune.com slash monster giveaway. It's courtesy of the Chicago Tribune. Bears win. They're the division champs. That's right, going to the playoffs 24-17. The drought is over, and the postgame show continues. 720 WGN. Packers battled back into a second-half tie. Threatening until an interception moments ago. Flag down. And Rodgers is thrown down. Leonard Floyd. And the 2018 Bears win the division, and they're going to the playoffs. Indeed they are. dog. 24-17. Aaron Rodgers going down was a theme today. Hample being Kaz on 720 WGN and CLTV until 4. Hamp, did you know the what they're calling the ass sack, for lack of a better word? Khalil Mack getting in there. Barrel- I would call it the, the, the Mack back attack. Because <laughs> it, it was his back that he backed into the guy. And, hey. But hooker crooked, he got him on the ground, and you know, you know, the one thing that I, I I think is so important, and you you mentioned this, folks, does this happen without Khalil Mack? Does this winning the division today does it happen? I think think of all the important plays that young man has been involved with, what he has created, caused, and the destruction, and how it changed the temperament of the defense. Boy, you know, that that guy is special. All right, big man, let me come right back at you. Do you think if we didn't have Akeem Hicks, who's in the middle, absolutely destroying, pushing everybody back, so the opposing quarterback cannot step up, cannot step up and try to weasel out either to the stronger or the weak side, where there usually is a, as an opening. Listen, Akeem Hicks... You, Mac is great. There's no question about it. He comes around. He's got great leverage. It, it's there. It's everything. But I'm going to tell you what. Take Akeem Hicks out of there. Take him out of there, and you're going to see, boom, those guys step up. And they could never do it because this kid brought it all year. I agree. That's, hey, that's my guy. But we had him Akeem the last Hicks. two years. I, I'm just saying Mac was the straw that changed everything. He was the one stirring the drink. And, hey, if no Mac. Guess what? Then Nakeem Hicks is getting doubled every play. I'm just saying, Mac changed everything. Ob, let, let me bring, let's bring. And I Ka- love Hicks. Hicks was he was dominant. Let's bring Kaz into the conversation. The Kaz man. Good afternoon. The Bears are division champs. Glenn Kozlowski. Yes, long time coming. Eight years. Our fans deserve it. And you know, look, it's beyond being lucky. This is a really good team. And we got to give them credit for that. They, uh, you know, there was some questionable calls by the coaches today. And uh, in a rivalry game, you're going to have those moments where it happens. But every time, either the offense or the defense needed to change the momentum, including the special teams, they did. So they're buying into Matt Nagy. And you know, uh, Ed, I, I, I hear you on uh, Hicks, but the reality of it is, is that without Mac. This defense was, what, the sixth best the last two years? When you inserted him, he gets doubled and sometimes tripled teamed, which allows Hicks, who nobody in the league 
can block one on one. So I, you know they they go together. But I think it's the combo when Matt got here, they became what. Bears defense has been throughout the history of uh, the franchise a great defense, and they're the best defense in the league right now. And they are, they're winning, and they are. They, I mean, they gave up nine points today, basically. You know, the the fake punt was sloppy. You give Aaron Rodgers a short field, he's going to score a touchdown on you. So, really, it's look the defense is it, and. It doesn't matter who who's the best. Here's what I do know: when uh, our general manager signed Khalil Mack, Dan, this changed the entire season. Let, let's go with the Marconi play. We relish. You guys can follow up on that. It's brought to you by Marconi Jardinera. You can put it on everything. Relish all your meals because Marconi makes it better. Hampo, you got a relish play? And there was a bunch of them. Hey, you you could say Trubisky's touchdown pass to uh, Trey Burton in the end zone to give us a lead in the fourth quarter. And ever, all year long, everybody said, when we are down or tied in the fourth quarter, will this kid be able to stand up to the pressure and deliver? And you know what? Even though there was a couple of PIs on the drive that got him in position, he made a great throw for the touchdown, OB. But I, I think it was Cohen's punt return. That was the one that put him in position to basically ice the game. Well, this is what, what you're talking about. This is, what that, this is what's been going on all year. It's magical. It's unbelievable. You can't believe the mistakes of the opponents that we play. My God, containment. Has, has a defensive coordinator ever heard of that? It's unreal. The things that go on. The calls. The, it, Losing it, contain with a corner blitz, and he loses contain and allows Trubisky folks, to roll out are, and throw for 19 yards. These are impossible things. That can happen. You saw them. They're outside. They duck inside. Bang. Out and around they go. It's it, it's insane what's going on there, but guess what? We're we're taking advantage of it and uh We're great players and great benefactors. How about that? Yeah. And we and we and we're and we're having a great season on the uh the goodwill of our opponents. Yeah, but let's be honest. I mean I saw Matt get actually tackled at least yeah. three times today an open field where he's going to make a play on Rodgers, and he just gets thrown to the ground. Irving comes in, same thing happened to him twice, and yet, you know, so on the flip side, the Bears didn't get all the calls today, yet they figured out how to win. And when was the last time, guys, we swept those knuckleheads up up north? It's been a long time since we've been able to sweep them, and we did it this year. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we lost we, that first game. You, you you stopped watching in the third quarter of 20 to nothing. You gave one. You know what? I'm so in giddy mode with our, our Bears and the, what we're doing in Khalil Mack yeah. right now that I'm just wearing my Khalil Mack jersey. So you're right. We didn't sweep them. We gave up. We collapsed to the second half with a rookie coach and nagging. And, you know, look, there are still some questionable moments. Even today, I don't get the um, third and one call where they they go to Wildcat. Wildcat that was goofy. Yeah. But guess what? The defense said we'll have none of it, and they shut it down. Yeah, uh, you know. So you're, you, you how know, about but Bellamy see, but making? Go ahead, Carson. I was going to say, how about Bellamy? He not only downs the ball on the two yard line, which basically puts the uh, tilts the field, puts the Packers in a bad spot. Then he makes this tremendous catch over the middle of the field with like one thirty to go in the half that sets us up at the you know twelve yard line. I mean it's it's amazing the guys that are stepping up and I think you know Ed that's what you're talking about in a 
unbelievable, magical season. Abs- Guys like Josh Bellamy, and let's give him credit. He's worked hard at trying to catch the football, and it's finally paying off for him where he's catching the ball with his hands and going to the high point. And that, that's a huge change. Quickly here, how many times have you seen a team punt the ball and, and you're, you're, you're running down, you want to get down, so you, you've got the, the punt returner surrounded everything, and the ball comes down on the two-yard line and he's got enough time to turn around and basically down the ball. That's what I'm talking about. It's a magical year. It's unreal. That was, and that's the way I see it. 312-981-7200. Let's uh, get a quick check of news coming up here. Kaz is sticking around. Bears are the division champs. And, uh, yeah, we're with you until 5.30 today in advance of Blackhawks hockey. There's also Blackhawks news today. With uh, Looks like Joel Quinville is going to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. But uh, that's a story for another day. Bears win 24-17. They're the division champs on 720 WGN. Back to the Hamp and OD Show with Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. 720 WGN, Bears win, and they're in the playoffs, 24-17, division champs, 10-4. and four. What was that? Hippo? You're snickering. I, I mean, it's just it's, in the playoffs. I mean, it, playoffs. Well, hold on. Eight years. Eight years. Let's it's see. a long time. Uh, let, let's just go through some stats here. It's it's okay. First of all, they just sort of a reminder: the Bears finished dead last in the division for the last four years. Dead last, and they were even they weren't even close to finishing third. Really, right? And at least they shouldn't have been. I don't remember how bad Detroit was in all those years. Uh, Matt Nagy. Ten wins, the most by a Bears first-year head coach since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. It goes all the way back to 1920 and George Hallis. Stop there. Yes. How many wins do we have if they don't hire Vic our Fangio. defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio? How many victories? That, that's, I would agree with that. Totally with that it'll be. But right. give Nagy at least a drop of credit in that he wasn't like, I have to have my own guy. He was able to step back and say, this guy knows what he's doing. I don't want to mess with it. So I'll give him a drop of credit for that. He's on, he's on his staff. Okay. And Kazi, uh, you know, we could throw in some more. By the way, it's the second time since 2003 the Bears have gone from worst to first in the division. 312-981-7200. Kaz, we're going to take some calls here, my friend. All right? Yeah, we're good, and you know, again, it, it's it's just one of these things where we it, it's a whole coaching uh, philosophy, and it, there's no question, uh, our defensive coordinator has been a difference maker for the team. But you know, you you add Mac to the mix, and you have the studs you have, and our inside backer today, the young kid, you know, had ten tackles going into the fourth quarter. So we've got a lot of talented young players on this team. Leonard Floyd showed up. He, we had a sighting of him today. Two sacks, right, Dan? I mean, these are things that make a world of difference. And uh, everyone's worried about Eddie Jackson and what that's going to be with his interception in the end zone of Aaron Rodgers with three minutes to go with the Bears up by 10, and he and landed awkwardly, wasn't hit. Could be an ankle. Self-inflicted. Could, right. yeah, could be an ankle, could be a knee. We're, we're paying attention. We don't know yet. Any you know, new, we're laughing at quarterbacks trying to slide and get down. That's what he, what he was doing. Right. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I that, wish he would have stayed in the end zone, right, on the interception. Just just sit down there. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy that you obviously do not want to be losing. Can't replace him. Right. Uh, let's bring in Maurice and Avalon Park, 720 WGN, 312-981-7200. Maurice, go ahead. You're on the Hamp and OB with Kaz postgame, Sean. Bears are division champs. Go ahead, man. Hello, gentlemen. 
first of all, as I've said on my previous calls, this was a good win. Now, I would like to say that the Bears won this game in spite of Nagy. Nagy is trying to be too cute on these plays. Amen. He tried to put uh, Tariq Cohen in the backfield as a quarterback, and that failed. Now, I would like to say some positive things. Special teams did a great job. They didn't turn the ball over. The offensive line, except for that first stupid penalty in uh, the first quarter, they protected Mitch Trubisky. And defense bailed him out, too, with Tariq Cohen and Eddie Jackson. Maurice, we got you. Appreciate it. you got a, t- a bunch of thoughts, so let's respond to some of them. Go ahead there, Obi. Any, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of love for Tariq Cohen. Look, he, uh, Tariq Cohen could be a pro bowler. Should be a pro bowler. He will be. He's number one on the punt return, uh, kick return uh, list. And I, and I thought the touchdown pass where he beat the well, I think multiple defenders. He's going to get to the, he'll make it as a special teams player. That's how he'll make the pro bowl. All right. And you know what? And, 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 and I said that Trubisky outplayed Aaron Rodgers. And by that, I mean that his quarterback rating was higher, blah, blah, blah. But I've got to tell you, the problem with Trubisky, and it's a recurring problem, and OB and I will beat the drum until they figure it out and find a way to fix him. But look at the play that Cohen caught the ball. It was on a wheel route. It was such a poorly thrown ball. He had to stop, go back, and turn around and get the ball. But he was so talented and gifted and capable, talking about Cohen, that he was able to turn and wheel and run for the pylon, and he made it. Nobody could believe it. I couldn't believe it, and they showed the replay. But the ball was thrown so poorly, it created a situation where he was able to score. But that was a pass 90% of the receivers won't and can't catch. It was super impressive. Behind him, stopped, made the catch. That was that was. But that's Trubisky. That's a big-time play. The, the magic continues. Yeah, but that is what we're what I am saying about the talent on this team. Our quarterback is, you know, he's not our best player. He's not even close to our best player. But when you look at Cohen, you look at Robinson, you look at Miller, you look at Gabriel. I mean, who has a better a tandem than those four in the NFL right now? There's not many teams that could match up to that, right? Well, the thing he, he's the worst player we got on offense. Ob, yeah, me, right? He yeah, is. there's no. But point we point, have please. a lot of talented skill guys, and our offensive line has never played better. Even Whitehair is having a, a, a stellar year at a position. You know, he's he's settled down on the bad snaps. It's 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 remarkable how well they've gelled together, and we have a lot of talent out there. Well, I tell you what, hey, listen. Glenn, the the people that stepped up when I saw that play last week by our five offensive linemen and and take on take on the most dominating defensive line supposedly in the game sack wise etc record wise okay and we're not really noted for a great offensive line but guess what they stepped up to the plate and I guess what they played pretty damn good again today. They really did. They did. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Bears the division champs. Let's bring in Calvin from Hyde Park, one of our favorites. What's up, Calvin? Go ahead. Guys, how you doing? Good. 
And listen, I tell you what, I talked to I talked to some people I know in Wisconsin. We was like on a sort of a conference call deal. I said, "Well, boys, it's my day to smile." The package <laughs> sent back packing. They, I looked at the offensive line. They look pretty good. And when he talked about Tariq Corn, uh, Tariq Corn, he has world class speed. I haven't seen speed like that, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this hemp. A guy named Willie Goat. I'm telling you. Only thing I only thing I hated was the fake punt, but you know what? It's gonna be some miscues here and there. But I think this Bears team with Khalil Mack, and let's talk about the unsung heroes, the Eddie Goldmans, the Nichols, these guys. Hey man, we got a team that's like a tough piece of leather, well put together. Guys, thanks for taking my call. Calvin, <laughs> hang in there. We're gonna give you a gift certificate to Barolini's restaurant catering and banquets, family owned and operated since nineteen ninety five. You've been with us every show seemingly since the Bears were in last place, now in first place. You deserve a Bartolini, sir. So hang on, all right? Thank you. You got it, Calvin. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Cos, what were you laughing at there? I just I loved his line. It's great, and you know, as much as this is a truly is a magical season, everything is falling into place. We we genuinely have some real talent on this team, and really the only place that we're lacking, and and he did improve today, is at the quarterback position. So he got better, but you know the accuracy is still going to be a problem, and being more than a one read quarterback, and you know we still have some time here, and I'm not worried about Seattle uh, or. Minnesota, for that matter, matter. Although Seattle, they run the football. They don't. They don't throw it very much. So, uh, look, we already beat Seattle once, and we took them apart here. Even though, again, our offense was struggling here in December or here in January. I like our chances. Now it's going to be the next round. Do we get New Orleans or do we get the Rams? And and that will be the real big test for us. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred and. Uh... Let we can continue on with the calls. Obi, I thought you wanted to say something. There no, you I will. Go ahead. Okay. Let, go ahead. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Edward on the west side. Welcome to 720 WGN. Live your dream, Edward. Hey, man. Real quick. I'm in and out. Aaron Rodgers got his ego testicles, balls, right. testicles, balls kicked in. Wow. We got you. We got you. Thank you, Edward. Now that's a fired up bear fan that maybe had maybe one or two too many. Yeah, he, uh, a fine piece of leather right there. <laughs> Let me just say this: you know, I'm walking in here and I'm thinking, who was the our defensive backs covered? No doubt, so great. They are they're going to be players of the game, and you know, it's such a it's such a crying shame that Eddie Jackson may be injured. But either way. Aaron Rodgers had nowhere to throw it, and the few times he was given opportunities to make the Aaron Rodgers miracle shot, he's not capable of doing it any longer. Here's the bottom line as I see it. Okay? Seen enough, been around, etc. Let me tell you something, folks. This team, what I see now, and what's been going on in the National Football League, I'm convinced that they can get to the Super Bowl and they can win a Super Bowl. I'm convinced. Yep. Because I'll tell you why. Again, I've, all, I've been saying it's a magical year. The unbelievable tips of the ball, kicking back, uh, fumble, goes back to the court. I mean, it goes on and on. And my point is this. My point is, let's get it done this year because you never know 
what's going to happen the following year. Is this defense going to be as good as they were? Are they going to be able to get the turnovers? What about offense? We have some problems offensively. And so my point is this. Take advantage, you guys, because it's. I'm telling you, it's. I just game after game, the things that are happening, you're like, wow, you got to be kidding me. So they can get it done. There's uh, news coming out of Soldier Field on Eddie Jackson that I've seen on Twitter here that uh, they're calling it a right ankle sprain, and they'll have more information on what the severity of that is in the next 24 to 48 hours. So after the game, they're calling it an ankle sprain. Wow. And uh, that happened, of course, on the interception in the end zone with three minutes to go, which basically iced the game with the Bears up by 10 at that point. Well, sometimes a sprain can be, in an ankle can be worse than a break. Right. Sometimes. And... The real- it is most of the time. The re- You're right, Ed. The reality is, is that they don't ne- they don't need need him the next two weeks. So can he get himself back ready to go for round one of the playoffs? Tariq Cohen with the catch toward the end zone and touchdown Bears. And Tariq Cohen is gliding inside the thirty and run the bounds by the punter. Cohen gets the first down of the rule. Tariq Cohen inside the thirty. Guy's got such a good burst. Good burst indeed. Tariq Cohen on the day, five carries for 21 yards, which included a 22-yard run. And Tariq Cohen catching the football five for 31, including a touchdown. Tariq well, the Cohen. good thing about him, as small as that kid is, and he is small, I mean, he, he better have speed. He better have it. But, I, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I just hope, wish this kid the best of health because I can tell you, sooner or later, this kid is going to get hit so hard, and I, I, I hope it doesn't happen. But when you're that small, what is he, 5'6"? Five, 5'6". Six? Five, six. Weighs about 165, 70 pounds? I think they give him 180. Something. Yeah, okay. But I'll tell you what, he's doing, he's running great. But the key is... The guy can actually catch a football coming out of the backfield. Yeah, I should Very have, important. Yep, I he, thought, he's the dynamic that changes our offense from applauding offense to something pretty darn special. Could you imagine where we'd be without that? Him, him and Khalil Mack change everything. Those two players. I should mention the punt returns, too. He had two today for 53 yards total. Well, we're going to get to it. So let's do the Muller game-changing moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville Hamp. Well, the uh, the callers have already noted the fact that Matt Nagy uh, kind of you know had it blow up in his face a couple of times, but the first one was the fake punt, and we were in control of the game, 14-6, to and we go for it. And the announcer, Moose Johnson, said, oh, I would have left the offense in there. Well, the bottom line is, you know, the downside is always so bad if you do not convert on that that situation. Well, guess what? The Packers take over because we failed to do a good job of sealing the backside on that little, you know, direct snap running play. Four plays later, Aaron Rodgers goes down, scores, and goes for two, ties it up. So a game that was in... Basically, pretty much in hand, turns into a white-knuckle thriller because of a bad call. That was a game-changing moment. This guy can't help him, help himself. I told you, we're a dink-and-dunk team slash trick. Trick. This guy on, on special teams, on, on the offensive sets, he's constantly coming up with new ways to out-trick everybody, whatever have you. But I'll tell you what, you'll never see that on a defense, do you? 
We got people inside that tear people up, and they keep going what they're doing. We don't try to put Eddie Jackson at a defensive tackle spot and put Hicks back at a safety or some other stupid thing that you think you're going to get away with in the National Football League. You get away with it once or twice, but eventually catches up with you. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. It was not a great day for Matt Nagy, but uh, they won, Kaz. Yeah, and I, look, it's it's true. I mean, um, and this is over the next two weeks as we get ready for for the playoffs because we're in the playoffs now. I mean, it's either you know it looks like Seattle or Minnesota. More than likely, Minnesota will get because um, I don't see the Bears necessarily you know loading up to go on uh, December thirtieth and and throw all the guns at him. But here's what we can do and Coach Nagy needs to do, and that is really work on the offense with our quarterback and his accuracy. And, you know, open it up a little bit, Ed, in spite of the fact that, hey, maybe it puts you in some bad positions because we almost need a couple of weeks to rev that offense up just to match and not hurt the defense. You know what, Glenn? Really, you know, the only scores are coming when the offense or special teams make mistakes. That's how they score against our defense. One of the things that, that is unsettling with Dan and myself is that during you know his, his accuracy, right. and when he ran and he, and he slid and he got hit and he hurt his shoulder or whatever have you, they were talking about in that two, three-week period about teaching him the slide and putting in new running plays for the quarterback. My question would be to Nagy, did it ever, did it ever occur to you about working on his accuracy during this time? Did it ever occur to you? That's his problem. Right. Right, I, I thought, and that's what they have to work on over the next two weeks, and that's where you, you do it. You know, you you open it up, and you you force the young guy, uh, and you know, you you help him out by booting him, like you said, Ed, and the against the Rams, the first six of the first maybe fifteen plays that were scripted were bootlegs. Worked really well for us, even though we didn't produce a lot of points. At least you got him on the move, and you know, this is here's the time to do it right now. And let's figure out what he can and can't do and try to help him to become more than just a one-read quarterback because that's where he's at today. Well, and, you know, we, we, we have a shot. Like you said, this is the opportunity. I, you know, I hate saying it, but when I say I, I don't mean I hate saying it, but, you know, when you say it, you almost get a little giddy. Hey, the Super Bowl is in reach. This is the year. You've got to go for it. So you've got to just shore up a few things on offense, especially with our quarterback and, you could be unstoppable in the playoffs. Kazi, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you. You got it pregame, and, and gentlemen, you have a great week. And, uh, you know, looking forward to talking with you guys again, and then Christmas as well for everybody. And have a have a healthy week, guys. Absolutely. All right, kiddo. Same right back at see you. See you later. We'll see you next week. And again, next week is a pregame show. We'll get into that uh, later in the program. We're here till 530, taking your calls after the 4 o'clock news. Bears, the division champs, 24-17. They're in the playoffs. And they knocked the Packers out at the same time. 720 WGN. Touchdown, Bears! Chicago Bears conversation is here. The Hamp and OP Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Aaron Rodgers has the Bears number no longer. That's right. 
That is win number five for the Bears over Aaron Rodgers. They are now five and twenty-one against number twelve <laughs> up in Green Bay. But they did it today, Ob. Twenty-four seventeen. They're the division champs. Yeah, you did. Yeah, they did. And that's their seventh home win. Uh, they finish up the home season seven and one. They got to go to San Francisco. Got to go to Minnesota. First time they've won seven at home since two thousand five when Lovey was the head coach. You know what? They, they got to keep it up. You don't want to go sleep now. Yeah, well, no doubt. And uh, I got to tell you, the, the fans last Sunday night. I mean, it's you know, it's the the crowd was incredible. I thought the crowd was incredible today. They got the siren going on out there. The whole thing. It's uh, as you guys have been talking about. The Bears fans have been incredible. Let's uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Mike in Rockford says you're concerned about the playoffs. Go ahead, Mike. Hello, Mike. Mike, you're on the radio, my friend. Yeah, sorry, guys. Hey, listen, I, I got to say this, man. I'm with you guys, all of you. I, I'm enjoying the victory, but I, I hate to be critical. But these guys, uh, Matt Nagy, you get in the playoffs and play against a contention team, you can't be doing this and costing yourself a game against a better opponent, okay? Um, that third and one, you've got these running backs that can run the ball, Jordan Howard, Tree Cohen, and, and you're in – what, I can't even say this other guy's name, this Mizell, whatever. Why, why are they running him? When you got Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard, the last two weeks has been doing really well. Why don't you give him the momentum and let him run the ball? And I don't get it, guys. I mean, the razzle-dazzle plays are really good when you're trying to trick a team uh, one or two times, but not all the time. It's getting a little bit carried away, guys. What do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you what, as far as I'm you better get used to it because this guy's not going to change now. He's going to come with the razzle-dazzle. Ah, you know, put five defensive linemen over, another defensive lineman over on playing offense, move this guy here, put that guy in motion. That's his game. We're dink and dunk, and we're a trick team. And guess what? The unbelievable thing, it's worked so far. And there's a reason why it has. It's a reason. It is unbelievable to sit here and watch every quarter of every game and look, and Dan and I look at each other. Did you just see what I saw? I mean, it's amazing what's going on here. So run with it, and they will run with it. But guess what? More tricks are coming. Well, and and I think what Mike was talking about is the uh, the pivotal play that uh, we went with the Wildcat with the direct snap to uh, Mickey Rooney. More to uh, come. Oh, I mean Terry Cohen. Yeah. And and he and there was a fumble on the play, and he, he just handed off. But you know what? Nagy wants everyone to go, wow, what imagination, what creativity. He wants style points. In the NFL, it's about results. It's about wins. And we won. So, And then there's the other side, right? They they tie up the Giants game and send it to overtime on what was the play called, Hamp? The, the reverse split drag reversal to the Niner? Uh, double reverse throwback drag. Right. With, for the uh, you know, touchdown pass from Tariq Cohn to Anthony Miller to send the game into overtime. And, uh, you know, a lot of Bears fans love it. So you can't. You can't be jumping up and down there, and then when things go wrong today, it's all part of the same pattern. But he wants everyone to go, wow, that was amazing, and right. sometimes it blows up in his face. Right, and I think he's still working on time and place if you're going to do that. To, you don't, you didn't need to be trying to fake fun up 14-6. to 6. There's no reason for it. Right. Trying to reinvent the wheel when a handoff would suffice. Let's do the defensive start of the game. It's brought to you by your Chicago Land and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Who are we going with? Well, you know, and I know, you know, Akeem Hicks is a huge uh, factor in every game now, it seems. 
Leonard Floyd made a, a, a big splash today. The secondary would be my vote, but Khalil Mack, I think he had two and a half sacks. I mean, the guy is, uh, he is earning that contract that we gave him. There's no doubt. 312-981-7200. Khalil Mack was amazing today. Matt on the north side, welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead. Hey, guys, you already covered my uh, trick play uh, question. So, and Dan, your, your comment about Mickey Rooney, hilarious. But I wanted to say the run for a touchdown from Howard just showed how great that offensive line was. He wasn't even touched. It reminded me of Walter against the Chiefs when they, every block was made. Um, thanks so much for a great show, guys. You got it, Matt. That well, was the first touchdown of the game. That was, think, that was a good call because I'll tell you why. And I, I, I brought it up again today. The thing that has impressed me the last few games, who has stepped it up? Defensive, they haven't let down. Who stepped it up? Our offensive line. Again, last week and today, kudos to them, guys. They're doing it. Last week was the first week that Jordan Howard went over 100 yards. Today, not as prolific, but very effective at the right time. 19 carries for 60 yards, got himself into the end zone. 312-981-7200. They had, the Bears had a total of 97 rushing yards on the game. And I thought that, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, his ability to get away from pressure today at key points, picking up first downs, which he's done all season long. It's really right now his best quality as far as I'm concerned. He, he, it, it's a, it's an asset and it does make the offensive line look be- Mark, better. He, he had to or he's going to get sacked. Right, right. Okay, but the he, original but, play. Blew up in his face, right? Which so it's not a design run, and he's using his talents. Which I, I you know, and two separate times he made huge conversions on third down with great throws on yeah. the run, and yeah, yeah, one to Shaheen, another one to uh, Allen Robinson, and and these are these are plays that he is making when the defense breaks down and loses contain. Twenty to twenty eight on the day for Trubisky, two hundred and thirty five yards, couple of touchdowns. His quarterback rating was one hundred and twenty point four, and that's what's going to happen when you throw touchdown passes and you don't turn the ball over. They nearly had the one fumble today, which was terrifying, but it, it, all, it all worked out. And he had two huge completions on that drive as well, uh, where they nearly lost the football in between the two of them. Alright, let's move along. 312-981-7200. Mike, welcome to Del- 720 WGN. Can you believe it? They actually accepted my call. Mike! Jack, yeah, it's going to do it for that one. That sounded a cause. Yeah. He said, can you believe they actually accepted your call, and that's what you did with it. I, it's the way it goes. Damon, do better. Welcome to 720 WGN. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I've been listening uh, for a while. I'm pretty, pretty new fan. Uh, but I was just listening to you guys talk, and I think the messaging isn't perfectly clear here. The defense absolutely won this game, and I 100% agree with you guys that Mitch is a one-league quarterback at this point in his career. But at the same time, the plays that he made today, you want to talk about the one to Tariq, and it, yeah, it was a little off, and Tariq made an unbelievable catch. That happens every week. What about the other 10, 15 throws that he made? The one where he was dead to rights, and Clay Matthews was about to sack him, and he threw it over the DD. Or what about the one where he, again, like you said, broke out to his left again and threw it to Shaheen? Or the amount of times when they got King back because of penalties, and he threw strikes to keep the drive alive. You guys have to remember, the points had to go up on the board for them to beat the Packers today. So Mitch does deserve quite a lot of credit, I think. So I just kind of wanted to hear how you guys thought about that. And I would also argue that his three scoring drives, he would have probably another two with how easily the Bears were moving on the Packers if it wasn't for Matt Nagy, in this case, the coach. Fair enough, Damon. Appreciate your call. Hey, David. 
Just one, mine's a very simple answer to you. What the heck in the name of the world of football is that an NFL quarterback is supposed to do? What is he supposed to do? He's supposed to be accurate, convert on third down, and put up points. Not sometimes accurate, sometimes not. That's the bottom line. And wear a sweet sweater with some lights on there. Yeah, did you hear? You know, let you tell the people on the air what what this kid came came to the game today. I'm sure they're aware of it. It was shown during the uh, course of the game. But you know, beating the the five win Packers that have fired a head coach is no huge accomplishment. And we will all agree that it was the defense that preserved the victory late in the game. But all those things being considered, it's a win. And yes, the the kid has got to play better. And our point is. He is finally, the Bears have enough talent around him that we can maximize what he is able to do, and it doesn't all fall on his shoulders, and that has given us a chance to win 10 games. But the, but the key was this. What the hell is a quarterback in the NFL supposed to do? Absolutely. All right? Yeah, ex- exactly. You know what? Let me tell you another thing. Dan Hampton came up with a situation about two weeks ago or so. You know, we, we gave up basically an entire draft to draft this kid two years ago, okay? The entire draft, we moved up the second spot. So he was the second player taken. Now pay attention to me, please. The second player taken in the entire country, okay? Now, what you do when you draft a kid like that, if it happens to be a quarterback, he doesn't have his feet problems, his maneuverability. He has arm strength. And most important for a quarterback in this league, he has accuracy. He comes in with those values, with those tendencies. You don't bring a kid in like that who doesn't have them. He's a work in progress. And I I don't know how else you can explain this, folks. That's what happened. He's a work in progress. You ever heard of Patrick Mahomes? He's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, same year as Mahomes. And by the way, before the draft even began, they rated Patrick Mahomes a one-in-a-20-year player. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look at the Kansas City Chiefs, where they're at, go to game by game by game and see what he's done, and then take a look at our guy. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Maybe we'll hear from the work in progress coming on back here. He did meet the media. We can get some uh, Mitchell Trubisky in on there. And then Adam Hogue from Soldier Field coming up right after 4.30. This week on Chicago's Best, it's the best of the best. From tacos to burgers to the most drool-worthy. Tune in to see who won Chicago's Best of 2018. Sunday night at 10 on WGN-TV. The Bears are the division champs. They beat the Green Bay Packers 24-17. to The Packers' season is over as far as making the playoffs. Bears have two games to go, and then the playoffs will be at Soldier Field. 720 WGN. This is the Hampton OB Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Texting with uh, one of our Bears friends, Earl Bennett, number 80, who used to catch balls from Jay Cutler at Vanderbilt and then with the Bears. He's texting, if, if times finally turn in the Bears-Packers rivalry, the Bears dominate the next few years. What do you think? Could this be the 
the flipping, could the Bears have the upper hand for the next couple of years on, like, on Green Bay? I know that's kind of hard to say considering what we've experienced for the last decade plus. You, you two can decades. turn around any trend in the NFL with a defense like we've got. They're effectively the number one defense in all of football. And I'll tell you what, what I, again, I think I mentioned this earlier, what I think is going to happen in Green Bay, because with Aaron Rodgers, he's a, you talk about one in a 20 year player. This guy's a one in a lifetime player, and they only got a few years left with him. And I think with Mike Murphy, their GM up there, who used to play for the Packers, I think what's going to do, and it's my guess, my opinion, he's going to clean house. He is going to clean house. He's going to get rid of everything. And hopefully he's got the quarterback that can take you to the Super Bowl. And I think he's going to come in with a whole new force on offense, whole new force on defense. It's just a guess on my part. Yeah, no, that could very well happen. The other thing is that uh, they got to be kicking themselves. You've had Favre and Rodgers for thirty years. You've got two, you know, two Super Bowls. You, you, you would think if you had if the organization had been well, run. Well, uh, didn't Favre get two Super Bowls? Favre and Favre won. And Rogers Rogers won. won. Yeah, one, one apiece. Correct. It was. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. Uh... Regardless, they should. That's a. That is a Hall of Fame by Hall of Fame career. You they, got it. They, they, sh- they should have been winning title after title up there if they had run it properly. But who cares about the Packers? That's for sure. All right, three one two nine eight one. Well, we what if they're really good? Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Chip in Glenview. What's up, Chip? Go ahead. Hey guys, uh, Mr. Bradovich. I I just want to point out I'm a Deshaun Watson guy. I was when the on draft day, and I still am. But I am a Bear fan. That said, Coach Nagy almost did it again. Uh, the same thing he did against the Packers the first game. He almost let it get away because he had to get cute, and it sucked the momentum out of the game. Now the defense bailed him out. Great defense, and uh, I, I just wonder where would this team would be without Tariq Cohen? I mean, that guy has been just as much of an MVP almost as Mac. Mac gets on the pub. Tariq Cohen has been a savior. He bailed out uh, the coach today, and uh, just want to hear what you guys think. What a great draft pick! Sure was. Go ahead, time. You know, and we haven't named the uh, who brought it today, but it's Tariq Cohen. And, you know, I looked at his yards. He only had uh, five carries, 21 yards, five catches, 31 yards. But the punt return, the, the being able to adjust, make that catch, and go and get to the pylon and score, those were the... You know, the difference-making plays that gave us a chance to win today. Yeah, I don't know why I doubted myself. The Packers won the Super Bowl in 96, and they won it in 2010. They've won one with Rodgers and one with Favre. Who brought it today? Sponsored by the Blue Cross Blue Shield card of Illinois. You know what to bring. We're giving it to Tariq. Yeah, it's Tariq Cohen. But, hey, again, the offensive line has has improved about five clicks the last month. And uh, a tip of the cap, Devin Bush is filling in for Eddie Jackson, and uh, we didn't miss a beat in the secondary after he went down. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We got Dennis in Barrington. What's up, Dennis? Hey guys, we got a car full. Dennis, Sam, Paul, and Eric. What's up, team? What's up, guys? Two comments. You guys were uh, talking about draft picks, a little bit about Trubisky, but. I always thought a problem the Bears have had for probably the last 10 years. We've, we are terrible at selecting draft picks. Packers were much better. 
But you go back two years, we got Trubisky, Eddie Jackson, and Tariq Cohen, which was very good. They had a good draft. So one thing, talk about draft picking and how that's helped the Bears in recent years. The other thing I just wanted to say was I think the defensive guys are a little bit uh, hard on the offense. It ain't that easy trying to score, guys. Come on. Give us a break. Take it over. <laughs> All right, Dennis. Appreciate you. You two defensive stalwarts thinking it's easy to play offense in the NFL. Well, that Packer defense and a whole lot of <laughs> tell that headaches. To, tell that to Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> look, you, let's. You want to give some credit to Ryan Pace for building this team. You, you look at the last couple of drafts. Uh, Roquan Smith is coming on. Not uh, he's not a Pro Bowler yet, but he's getting better. He had eight. Sna- he only played in eight snaps in, in Week One with the holdout. He was. He was. You noticed him a lot more today. James Daniels was a very good pick in the second round this year. It looks like he's going to be somebody on that offensive line for who knows ten years. Anthony Miller was a good selection this year. It looks like he's more than capable. Uh, and and Bilal Nichols was a fifth round pick this year. Those are all good selections. Trubisky last year they didn't get it right on the quarterback. It, he, he may turn out to be something, but bottom line, he's not Patrick Mahomes and he's not Deshaun Watson either. Adam Shaheen. Books out on that. Eddie Jackson, fourth round, great pick. Tariq Cohn, fourth round pick, great pick. And the year before that, they got Jordan Howard in the fifth round. Leonard Floyd in the first round. Eh. Cody Whitehair, turning out to be a decent selection. And then, okay, you mentioned Deion Bush a minute ago, Hamp. I mean, you know, fourth round guy who's, I guess, capable at the end of your bench. Well, what we're, what he's done, he's hit maybe on, on the mid-rounds. Yeah, he has. And, and, boy, that's important to do, I can tell you that. But what you don't want to miss on are the number ones, and boy, oh boy, have we stunk on that one. Well, Kevin White, no. Leonard Floyd, not number nine overall. Trubisky for number two, no. And Roquan, Roquan has a chance to do it. Eddie Goldman was a second-round pick his first year, too. And Eddie but Goldman's, his mid-round picks are pretty good. They, they have been. They, they absolutely have. He's missed some of those, too. I mean, Heron Scursu, Jeremy Lankford. Not, 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 but you're not going to be perfect in the mid-round. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick time out. We'll get Adam Hogan up in here. And uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll hear from both the head coach and Mitchell Trubisky as well. 720 WGN. Rodgers is going to get the sack inside the 20. And it's Khalil Mack. That's the fourth sack in this game. And Mack has been involved in three of them. Seven twenty WGN Bears are the division champs. Khalil Mack was the man yet again today. Adam Hogue, always the man out at Soldier Field covering the Bears. Now joining us on seven twenty WGN. Uh, we have not talked about this, uh, Adam. I don't know how close you got to uh, Charles Leno after the game, but apparently he's a married man and he did it at the fifty yard line. That's uh, that's an aggressive way to get engaged. Yeah, well, he's not married yet, but he will be. <laughs> my my, my uh, bad. That, you can't. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't do the ceremony on the 50-yard line. Right. That would have been incredible. No, uh, <laughs> he, he got on one knee and uh, proposed to his girlfriend, Jennifer. And, uh, you know, it, it was just cool talking to him after the game. It, he said that he knocked off so many things today. He had never um, he, he had never beaten the Packers at home. He had never had a winning season. Never been NFC North champions and also proposed to his girlfriend on the same day. So uh, he called it the greatest day of his life, and I uh, I would say that's warranted. You don't get to 45 years old and single and not quite understand how the whole marriage thing works. I'd like to give myself a pass <laughs> over here. Uh, let's do the injury report. It's brought to you by the Mancini Law Group. One law firm, one promise, maximum justice, maximum results. Uh, tell us what you know about Eddie Jackson. I know that they're saying it's a sprained ankle. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, it's a day to enjoy the NFC North title, but in terms of uh, potentially winning a Super Bowl, I think the most significant development after the game was that it is just a sprained ankle uh, for Eddie Jackson. There was definitely a sense of relief coming around, uh, not only his teammates, but, uh, you know, I talked to some people uh, with the team as well. So, um, uh, you know, I don't know specifics. Is it high? Is it low ankle? The bottom line is it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. And my guess here would be that he sits the next two weeks. They get him ready for the playoffs, and he's back out there, and they obviously need him. He's a really good player. The one thing that, uh, you know, I guess is, is the takeaway from this game, obviously winning the division is everything. And, 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 and the team being able to drive a stake in the heart of the witch. Yeah. We, we've talked about that, but you know, some of the, uh, some of the struggles, you know, early on, Trubisky, you know, I think the second, third pass he threw was so far out of bounds. And, you know, again, the accuracy probably, I, I told OB, maybe Trubisky needs to go down to Soldierville during the week with Cody Parkey and see where the sidelines are. Some of those strokes, you're like, what are you doing? But ultimately, it looks to me like the head coach is realizing that this quarterback does struggle with accuracy, and he's going to try and give him kind of simple throws and kind of ease him into games. Is that not the kind of feel that you get? Yeah, I, I do too, and I think that moment probably came after he threw his third interception last week against the Rams. It was kind of maybe a, um, all right, enough is enough. Let's let's rein this thing back and, um, you know, simplify things. Because, look, the bottom line is that uh, everybody wants Mitch Trubisky to develop into a Hall of Fame quarterback, obviously, uh, but right now that's not that important for trying to win a Super Bowl this year. You just get, At this point with this defense and the pieces that he has to work with on offense, you just need to have a day like you had today. And Nagy even said that after the game. 20 for 28, 235 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions for a quarterback rating of 120. I mean, that's perfect. The Bears are going to win a lot of games if he just plays like that and allows the defense to keep the score low enough. And it doesn't have to be pretty. But the Bears can beat – you know, if they could beat the Rams last week with him playing that poorly, if he does what he did today with those numbers – they, you know, they, they might not be beatable in the playoffs. So the key is to just not turn the ball over, and uh, and Mitch did what he needed to do today. Uh, you know, a lot of, of the struggles Aaron Rodgers had today, yeah, we had pressure on him, sacked him five times, but he's not the same player that we've played in years past. I don't. He was yeah. obviously nicked up. But our secondary, week after week, is doing an amazing job of – Taking away his first, his second, even third read sometimes. I mean, sometimes he had nowhere to go with it. Yeah, I thought they did a tremendous job in coverage today because there were a few times where, as good as the pass rush was, that he actually had a lot of time. And in the past, he would have, you know, just carved up the defense. He would have found somebody open 25, 30 yards downfield. There would have been a missed tackle and then it would have been a touchdown. You know, that's just kind of what we're used to watching with Aaron Rodgers. So it was, it was honestly pretty weird. At times, seeing him miss, you know, there were a couple times shots downfield. Guy was open. Um, I, I thought Equimania St. Brown was open on that play in the end zone early in the game, and I, yep. that may have been a route. That may have been a bad route, um, but the throw and the you know the connection with the receiver just wasn't there. So, um, I, you know, the, the the mood in the talking Green Bay this year across Wisconsin has been that Rodgers isn't the same player. And uh, we saw that today, but also give the Bears defense a lot of credit. I thought Vic Fangio mixed up his coverages a lot better than he did in the second half at Green Bay in week one. I thought they played uh, way too passively in that second half, and part of the reason why they uh, gave up that 
that big lead. Today was different. They were more aggressive. The coverage was better across the board. And also give Sherrick McMahon some credit to uh, j- jumping in there for um, for Bryce Callahan and doing a good enough job today. Adam Hogue with us from Soldier Field. Let's, okay, let's talk about Matt Nagy. First of all, what do you have to say about the fake punt? Yeah, so my my only beef there is that I would have preferred to just see the offense line up and go for it. Um, you know, I, I'm not surprised he wanted to go for it there in that situation because part of the issue in week one in Green Bay was that they weren't aggressive enough in the second half, and he wanted to go for the kill shot. That's kind of just who he is. It, it, he said multiple times that it's not always going to work, and he's going to get killed when it doesn't, and he totally understands that. I just – I, in general, I'm not a huge fan of fake punts and definitely not a fan when you just kind of ru- try to run right up the middle. If they're trying to block it, you're kind of just running into guys and you have third, you know, second and third stringers out there on the field. I would have preferred they just line up and gone for it with the offense, but I didn't hate the call of trying to get the first down there. And then the Wildcat? Yeah, less of a fan of that um, and a little surprised because you know, they had two third and shorts, and I hate to keep bringing up the week one game, but I feel like that drove a lot of what happened today. Um, but two third and shorts in the fourth quarter in Green Bay in week one, and they threw the ball in both of those. And I remember talking to you guys after the game, being like, why don't you just line up the ball, you know, line up and run the ball there in those situations. So I thought for sure that's what they would have done right there. Uh, and I think they were trying to run the ball, but you're having a guy in Tariq Cohen run a read option and he's not the guy who's been out there doing that all year. Mitch Trubisky is the one who has a lot more experience reading the defender. Obviously, Tariq had his eyes on the, the defense trying to make the right read, and they botched the snap. So I think you're asking a couple guys to do things there that maybe they're not most comfortable doing in that spot. So I wasn't as big of a fan there. I would have preferred to see them just line up and run the ball. Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. Let's just talk about the defense real quick here. Roquan led him in tackles with 10, and obviously Khalil Mack was everywhere, two and a half sacks, six tackles overall. Who stood out for you? Outside of the obvious, I guess. Yeah, well, here, let me, not to, not to dodge the answer for specifics, but I think the last two weeks, which really has stood out to me about this defense as a whole, is just it wasn't a Lovey Smith that used to say the MVP of the defense is the defense. You know, they're just playing. Every level of the defense is in sync right now. The pass rush is there. And if the pass rush doesn't get home on a specific play, the coverage is there. The linebackers are there across the board. They're get, they're, Roquan is improving in coverage. They're, they're running sideline to sideline, side filling the correct gaps. You're not seeing mental errors. Just across the board, this defense is so good right now and in sync. So, that's what stands out to me, other than obviously Khalil Mack is uh, unblockable. Let me give you a, a quick stat on Khalil Mack because I don't know what it looked like to you. He must have been held five times today in the game. Yep. You know that he has only drawn one holding penalty the entire season. I don't know if there's more of an uh, indicting stat on NFL officiating than the fact that they've only called one holding penalty. Uh, on, on a player trying to block Khalil Mack this year. He, that means they've missed at least two or three every single game. That borderline sounds like it's personal. Well, right? well but, you know, Kaz in the first hour talked about uh, the fact that there had to be two or three plays he was actually tackled. It, wasn't, it went beyond being <laughs> held. But I, I'm, I'm curious, are they going to be able to, to uh, take the air raid siren with them up to Minnesota in two weeks? That's when we're going to need, <laughs> we're going to need that again. How loud is it in there? I've, I can't really hear it on TV. I mean, how loud are we talking? Yeah, so full disclosure, I'm, you know, behind the glass. So right. I can't tell you the exact, um, atmosphere as if I was in the stands. However, 
I thought, especially on the first series, it was just um, a really cool scene. You're looking down at the field. It was a picture-perfect day. Uh, you know, not a cloud in the sky, and the white towels are waving, and the air raid sirens, go, the bear raid sirens going off, and all the fans were on their seat. I mean, there was, I, I've been saying this all season because I know they were frustrated with the crowd early in the year and they wanted them to be louder. You have to give your fans something to cheer about. This, these fans were just a year removed, and, and two years ago, just a dreary Christmas Eve game. Nobody was in the stands. I mean, we forget that. You have to give them something to cheer about. You also have to have a head coach that the fans want to rally around. And right now they do. So it took some time, but this stadium is loud. It is a home field advantage right now, whether you like the siren or you don't like it. It's having an impact, and they're going to be hosting a playoff game here in a few weeks. And it is going to be loud that day, so it's really cool to see. Adam, great stuff. We'll read you after the game at WGNRadio.com. Happy you got one more thing? Yeah, I just said, you know, I, I knew it, it was going to be the Bears' day when – the Green Bay Packer interim head coach Joe Philbin. Yep, he had be them on his uh, play sheet. <laughs> <laughs> be them, <laughs> be them. That's good. Okay. Hey man, eight years of covering this team, they got the division title. They did it against the Packers. Um, you know, they're definitely a big moment for this franchise today. Yep. A lot of good stuff, Adam. Great stuff. Appreciate you. Talk to you next week. Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. All right, so uh, let's let's take a quick time out here. We're going to get a little bit of uh, Matt Nagy and a little bit of Mitchell Trubisky for you as well. We're going until 5.30 tonight. Blackhawks hockey coming up as well. The Bears are the division champs. Yes, And sir. I want to tell a story about what happened a long time ago when the Bears actually won our first division champ championship with Dick as the head coach. Something really cool happened. All right, we'll do that next. 7.20, that sounds fun. 7.20 WGN. This is the Hampton OB Show with Cause, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. It's the home of the division champion, Chicago Bears, playoff bound. Going to host a home game three weeks from this weekend. We'll see. It could be a Saturday. It could be a Sunday. We'll can work out the details down the line. Or people are texting and they love the bear raid sirens. They they love the little extra push from the stadium to bring in the noise uh, as the Bears beat the Packers 24-17. Green Bay's out of the playoffs. Hamp, let's, let's hear the story. Mike Ditka and, and you and making the playoffs for the first time. Well, and see, it, it, this is very similar in the sense that it's been eight years since the Bears have won the division. And folks, that's what it's about. That's why we're each and every week, OB and Cos and I come in here and we beat the desk because, you know, just winning a game doesn't mean anything. It's about winning the division and then getting into the playoffs and then making something happen, making a run at the Super Bowl. Well, the first thing you got to do is win the division. Well, in 1984 is Dick's third year. We're up in Minnesota and we're beating the hell out of the, the hated Vikings. And about two minutes left in the game, I'm on the bench and I'm cutting the tape off my hands. And I look over and my dear friend, Jim Osborne, who was playing defensive tackle in his 14th year. Get this, Carm. 14 years. And I look over him and he's got tears in his eyes and I'm thinking he hurt himself. I said, Kaz, are you, I mean, uh, Ozzy, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, what, what are you crying? He goes, man, I'm happy. We won the division. And I'm thinking, okay. He goes, man, I've been in 14 years. We've never won it. I said, you're kidding. You're kidding. How bad, how bad is it? 14 years? I was used to winning, you know, in Arkansas. We went right. to bowl game. And, and I said to myself, 
we got to do something to commemorate this, something really stupid to mark this time. Well, I saw that Brian McKesky was getting ready to dump out the Gatorade bucket. It's uh, like a 20-gallon bucket it, on the sidelines. And I said, hey, hey. And I ran out and I grabbed it. And I told Mongo, I said, right when the final gun goes off, you grab Dickus so he can't get away. And I'm going to dump this on him. Okay. <laughs> And it all worked like clockwork. The gun went off. Dick uh, was, you know, he couldn't run. He was kind of walking. And I dump it on him. And it was, the picture was on the front page of the Chicago Tribune. And we were all joyous and happy. And it was a great time. Well, everybody goes, oh, yeah, well, we, you know, that's not the way we, we get it. The first ones to do it were the Giants. No, that was two years later. The next year when we won the division and won the playoff, we expected to do it. It wasn't that big a deal. But that time, that moment up in Minnesota after winning the division for the first time in 14 years made that possible. Wait, hold on a second here. Did I just hear that right? Did Dan Hampton invent the Gatorade bucket? Yep. And you know what? I talked to Gatorade people, and Barry Rosner yeah. has wrote them letters going, hey, this is ridiculous. You're giving the. But you know what? It's folklore now, and they say it's too late. You know, that's the way everybody remembers it. But when little kids. When they're uh, little playoff games or whatever, and the coach gets dunked, it all started yeah, in Minnesota in 1984. That's irritating because the Giants got so much pub for that. If I right, Harry Carson. Yeah. Every time I see him, I say I should slap you. <laughs> you know, they copied us, and he laughs and he goes, "Oh yeah, well we did it first. No, you didn't. I got video proof. There's a videotape of it. I've seen it. So, but anyway, the point is." That is what it means to a team to finally get the monkey off your back and win a division. That's a great story with Osborne, too. you battling your whole way, never think you're going to get there 14 finally. 14 years and they never won. Yeah. By the way, by the way <laughs> yeah. I was just, uh, Dan had a Christmas party, and uh, we all went there, and Ozzy was there. And uh, I got to tell you something. I watched him play, and... I, I don't recall, well, maybe there was one tackle. I saw Alex Karras, who wasn't very big. But he was not a big man. And you play inside, you're talking about getting to running sucker traps, A blocks. I mean, they're coming at you from every angle. And you've got to take who's ever in front of you when it's third and long or second and long, and you got to take them back. you got to cave the inner pocket in. And he did a great job. For all, and like Dan said, he played 14 years. I watched that kid in amazement how somebody his size could play that well year after year after year. And I mean that. He was, and I told him that. As good a player as he and was, I told him he was that. a better teammate and a better person. We love Ozzy. Nice guy. And by the way, this Friday night, uh, I was with a bunch of Bear fans for uh, Benish Engineering, and they were paying tribute to a, a, a gentleman he, and for 50 years of service. His name is Kazi. He's from India. And uh, he, he not only went to the Bear game today, but he's at home watching it now. He says he'll watch it three more times. Every game, he's 72 years old, he watches every game five times. I said I couldn't even get <laughs> Richard Dent to stay awake in the film room the next day after we played. <laughs> that's awesome. Five times. That, that That's a, that's a fan right there. Alright, uh, 24-17. Hample, thanks for the story. That was awesome. 312-981-7200 if you want to jump in and celebrate the Bears winning the division. we got a half hour more to go. we got the quarterback coming up, the head coach as well. We we are busy. The Bears are the division champs. 720 WGN.
This is the Hemp and OB Show with Cause, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Division champion Chicago Bears, their first title in the North since 2010. And yes, Aaron Rodgers, his interception streak came to an end at 402 passes, which was an NFL record, the 403rd intercepted by Eddie Jackson, who sprained his ankle on the play. That's the word coming out of Soldier Field. Only a sprained ankle. We'll hear more in the next 24 to 48 Lots hours. Lots of ornaments on this tree that we're putting yeah. up tonight. Yeah, right? <laughs> so here's, here's one for you, Hamp. In fifty, the Bears go worst to first, which is uh, they did that in '05. They're doing it now. Okay, in fifteen of the last sixteen seasons, teams have gone worst to first. This is the NFL, right? You can you can turn it around quickly. '03, Carol, uh, 2002 rather, Carolina, 2003, Kansas City, 2004, Atlanta and San Diego. The Bears in '05. The Giants in 05. Tampa Bay in 05. Three teams did it that year. The next year, three more. Baltimore, New Orleans, Philly. In 07, it was Tampa Bay. In 08, it was Miami. In 09, it was New Orleans. 2010, Kansas City and Todd Haley and that crew with Matt Castle as the quarterback. Denver in 11 along with Houston. Washington in 2012. Carolina in 13. Philadelphia in 13. And then you fat 2014, it didn't happen. The Redskins in 15, the Cowboys in 16, Jacksonville and Philadelphia last year, and of course the Eagles won the Super Bowl, which is what the Bears are trying to do, and now the Bears do it here in 2018. It's possible. Obviously, there's a track record, but the the the, the hidden hand is you get to play the fourth place schedule, which you know yep. that's the Giants, that's the Jets, that's Buffalo, all those things, and. You get the draft higher. Finally, you start paying off with these better players, higher draft picks, all those things that, you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't think about, but there's a reason. But think about this. You know, the Khalil Mack thing falling in their lap, that was huge. But Vic Fangio being uh, retained is very similar to the team that I was on that kept Buddy Ryan when they hired Mike Ditka. So, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of uh, similarities, a lot of really good things going on, and a lot of good vibes that, like you say, make this a magical year, Obi. Yeah. Hey, big man, you got to tell a story that you said earlier. Uh, what the heck was it? Um, we could think about that one for a second, but before yeah. we get to that story, Obi, let's give you a second. We've been we've been talking about getting Mitchell Trubisky. Was it on the, the story about you wanting to put me in assisted living? Is that the one you <laughs> thinking about it? <laughs> let, let let's let's take let's take a brief timeout, not a timeout, but let's 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 hear from the quarterback. It was 28, 20 of twenty eight today, twenty four seventeen bears over the Packers. Twenty of twenty eight, two hundred and thirty five yards, couple of touchdowns, quarterback rating one twenty. Here's Mitchell Trubisky. You guys want the lights on or lights off? On. Uh, on. on. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel, it's like, especially coming off the last Sunday's game where you obviously were not happy with that? Yeah. I feel like uh, it was solid. I just went out there, did my job. I'm really proud of my teammates. Where we came out, stuck together, and we knew it was going to be a four quarter battle. But uh, I think we were consistent enough on offense. We wanted to stay out of third downs because we know they're really good at third downs and positive plays on first and second, and then just score. Uh, 
uh, when we needed him, big opportunities. So it was a, it was a great team win. I thought the O line played really well today. It gave me a lot of time back there uh, to, to to see it, especially when they do a lot of confusing things on defense. And we got the run game going early, so that opened things up. Uh, two four two nine running hard. And uh, we just get the ball to the playmaker. So I feel like I didn't have to do anything special today. They just go out there, do my job. And uh, it, it was, it was going to be a big thing for my team. But what does Tariq come to, to mean to this team, whether it's the short touchdown catch or the 44 yard? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you never know what you're going to ex- what what's, what two nine is going to do, and I think that's the awesome thing. Punt return, catching the ball in the backfield, running the ball. He's just so hard to defend, and as a great playmaker as he is, we just got to continue to get him the ball. And defenses are going to con- continue to key on him, so that also opens up our other playmakers on offense, which is which is awesome. So, um, just continue getting the ball in open space and let him do his thing. He's just hard to contain. He's such a great player, and um, they, we're lucky to have him on part of this offense, special teams, and everything else he does. So it's it's huge for us. What did you see in the way he? adjusted to make the catch on the touchdown and then ended up getting to the corner. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, it was kind of tough on an option route, and they were bringing pressure, and I knew I had to get it out, so I was just trying to throw it in a spot where I knew he was going to be, and he made an incredible adjustment to it and uh, made a great snatch and uh, made the guy miss and got in the end zone. So it was just incredible athletic ability on his play to adjust to that. And uh, like I said, I wasn't doing anything special. I just put it in, the, in, in a spot, and the playmaker, uh, Tariq, he did, he did the special things after the catch and, and made a great catch. So it was really it was a big play for us. Touchdown trade come together. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the O-line did a great job up front. They dropped a bunch of guys out, and it was just a great play call. I recognized cover two to that side and uh, and just found a hole, and I threw it in a spot where I felt like only Trey could get it, and he made a heck of a catch and ran a really good route. So it, that's what happens when all 11 guys are on the same page doing their job. O-line's giving me time, and the guys are getting their routes, and I just put the ball where it needs to be. So, the, again, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing special. Great play call in that situation. And all 11 guys were doing our job. And when you execute like that, good things happen. And, and we love the result, which is a touchdown. Talk to us about the conviction behind that throw. Where did that conviction come from, um, either in recognizing the coverage or whatever? Yeah, for sure. O-line giving me time. gives me a lot of confidence back there. Recognizing it right away from film study and then repping it in practice. So um, when you get to the game, it's just going back to your training and and relying on what you've done in practice. And I saw it cleanly, and he ran a great route, so I just ripped it and uh, and did what I had to do, and he made a great catch. You were here last year. It was a tough year. The coaching staff changed. To go from that to this, how do you characterize what you guys accomplished? Uh, we've we've accomplished a lot, but I think I'm most proud of uh, just the type of guys we have in our locker room, the culture that we've kind of created, and uh, we know that nobody really believed on it in us on the outside in the preseason or even throughout the season. Uh, but we, we knew what type of team we had, and we knew we just need to keep getting better each and every single week. And just the philosophy and the culture that Coach Nagy's brought, we just really start to believe in each other and play harder each and every single week and, and winning the close games. And, and then you look back and um, you kind of appreciate where you're at, but we, we still got a long ways to go. So we just want to keep building and keep getting better. And that's also the, the characteristics of this culture where we just stay hungry, stay humble, and just keep going and stick together. All right, Mitchell. Appreciate you. Stay hungry, stay humble indeed. Man, you know what the best part of that was? And, you know, to, the, to his credit, the kid, you know, he's got a piece of humble pie, and he knows, hey, he's not the reason the Bears are 10 and 4. He's part of the uh, the big picture, but it's it's not you know he's not winning game after game. But all that being said, after he made his opening statement, 
Mark Carmen, you turn to OB and go, well, what do you think, OB? He said, he, he said, hey, I just got to go out there and do what I do, and I don't have to do anything special. And what did you say? He, that's no, because don't. he can't. Because <laughs> he can't do anything special. Now, you know, we're all, and again, that, that goes back to our thesis. By the way, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a true, true story. But that's part of the thesis here, which is, Oh, my gosh, we're all being held ransom because this kid was drafted so high, so incredibly much given up for him that he's got to be able to make some special plays. But at this point right now, a lot of the things he's doing, he's making those two-foot putts. Sooner or later, hopefully, his accuracy, his fundamentals, his footwork, all those things will improve. He can start chipping in a little bit. And, and isn't, that, isn't that a crime that, that when you draft the second player – and the entire draft, that's every college, university in the United States and Canada. And so when you draft somebody like that, at that level, the second player taken, you got a guy that comes in, whatever it's a defensive lineman, offensive, he doesn't have baggage. You bring him in and he starts. And the second year, we're coming towards the end of two years, and this kid is still a load of baggage. You know it, I know it. Everybody knows it. The opponents know it. And I, I, I don't know if and when this kid can get better. I, I, I'm I, a total believer. You cannot teach. You can coach a lot of things. But one thing you can't coach is accuracy. And one th- another thing I know, to be an NFL quarterback and to get all the way to the top, you got to be an accurate passer. you got to be the man. So far, I haven't seen it. And we're winning because it's a magical year. Blackhawks are hosting San Jose. We got to get ready for some hockey here as uh, Kane and the boys look to take uh, the bite out of the Sharks. The Blackhawks and Sharks tonight, six o'clock. WGN TV. Blackhawks hockey coming up at the bottom of the hour. The Bears, the division champs, twenty four seventeen, knocked off the Green Bay Packers. We'll wrap it up coming up here and get you ready for next week with the Forty Niners, seven twenty WGN. <laughs> Protected for the end zone. Touchdown! Trey Burton. That's aggressive. Indeed it was. Corner of the end zone. Bears, the division champs, can't say that enough today. Next week, it's the San Francisco 49ers, who are currently tied with the Seahawks, 20 apiece. Uh, And Seattle very well could be the opponent the Bears facing the playoffs, but it's the 49ers next week, and a quarterback who's undrafted, Nick Mullins, who was not supposed to be on the field, but uh, of course Tony Garoppolo, or Jimmy Garoppolo, excuse me, got, got injured, and then they lost C.J. Beathard as well, so now it's Nick Mullins out of Southern Miss, 23 years old, undrafted, and he's putting up numbers. Nobody wants to, I, I, I'm just telling you, you know, this is the time of the year in the NFL where they have nots. You don't want to play him. Think about this. Jacksonville had the number one ranked defense in all of football in the playoffs, in the championship game last year. They lose at home to the Washington Redskins with a quarterback that got off the street five days ago. So, I mean, we don't need to be thinking, oh, we're going to go out and take pictures of the Golden Gate this weekend. (laughs) We need to think about, hey, we won, but lots to do, OB. That brings me back to my point that I've been saying week after week. We better take and embrace what's happening here. I mean, offensively and and, and defensively and, and, and what's been going on here. We better embrace it. There's no guarantee 
There's no guarantee this defense is going to come back and play like this. There's no guarantee that a ball is going to be tipped and a defensive defender comes running by and goes 60 yards for a touchdown. Twice. There's no guarantee if there's a fumble, it gets gets kicked right back to the Bears. There's no guarantee about this, folks. So we better take advantage of it. Why? Because of just what Dan said. You never know what the hell is going to happen next year. So things are really good for us. Boy, oh boy, don't let this year go by, guys. Yeah, you know, and again, we're talking about a lot of good things to hang on the tree. You know, beating the Packers, beating Aaron Rodgers, winning the division, all those things. One guy that we haven't mentioned today, Kyle Fuller, is leading the NFL going into today with seven interceptions. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers didn't want nothing to do with him today. Did not hardly even look that way, let alone attempt to go after him. And you know what? That's a long ways from where Kyle Fuller was a year ago. Yeah, it's some great plays today. A lot of deflections. Guys, we'll see you next week for the pregame show. One to three next Sunday. No postgame because of uh, I believe it's Northwestern basketball. So Great pre-game, job, Bears. Great job, Bear fans. Yeah, uh, we, we got a lot of presents to wrap, so we got to go one to three next week. <laughs> Let's, uh, exactly right, Christmas coming here. Alright, thank you again to Bartolini's Restaurant Catering and Banquets. Family owned and operated since 1995. It was delicious, wasn't it? They brought lasagna today. My favorite. It was awesome. Home of the Bartolini 10-pound meatball sandwich challenge. Blackhawks hockey is coming on up here. We will talk to you next week. Bears of the division champs, 720 WGN.